Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Humans of Springford. Thank you so much for coming back around. We are having great conversations with people that are committed to the Springford area in one way or another. Today, my guest is Alex Metricardi. She is on Borough Council and is a Royers Ford resident. So, Alex, thank you so much for participating in Humans of Springford. My pleasure. This should yeah. be a lot of fun. So, um, as we typically get started right away, um, let people know your backstory a little bit, and um, we can talk about how ultimately that led you to where you are now. Well, let's see. We moved into Royersford um, probably in 2005, 2006, something around there. I originally came from Michigan. I grew up on a farm in um, south central Michigan. So Royersford is actually big city living to me. <laughs> you <laughs> sneak not... over to Renninger's farm to get a taste of home sometimes? <laughs> uh, quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> And I discovered, uh, to my horror, that actually I like the smell of cows and horses, which is something that I had not really thought a lot about until I left them. So that's funny. <laughs> Better than a polluted the, the pollution smell, I think. <laughs> Absolutely, I think yeah. some, some would probably argue that that's a different type of pollution smell. That's right, <laughs> but <laughs> it's still okay. <laughs> so. I, um, yeah, so I moved here with my husband and my two boys um, in 2005, 2006-ish, and we came to this area because he originally um, was from Devon, down on the main line. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I always joke that I had the great um, fortune of marrying the only poor people in Devon, so. (laughs) 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 But. um, Better to have the work, the, the. You know, the most rundown house in the nicest neighborhood than the nicest That's house right. in the worst neighborhood. Right? That's right. Well, and we've been married for 29 years, so it must yeah. be okay. <laughs> but um, his, so his family had moved up here to the Royersford area to get away from some of the congestion um, while we were out living in Michigan. So when we decided to come back this way, we thought, well, we better move close to family. Right. Um, and so it took us, it took us like a year to find a house around here. That was a house that we enjoyed. Yeah. Um, so that's not the easiest thing to do yeah. then or now. But. <laughs> yeah. They go quickly and it's only a handful at a time that are available. So yeah. Well, and when we, I, we live in a twin house and of course I never heard of a twin house. <laughs> you don't have twin houses on farms in the country right. in Michigan. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's what we we have as well. And uh, obviously, there's. I mean, if you're going to be in the borough, it, that's really one of your. That's very much your only option in a lot of ways. In a lot of a lot of the area of the borough. So, um, so you're closer to family now. Obviously, uh, were you? Did you change careers coming out here, or did you line up a job while you were out here, or how did that come to be? I changed careers. Um, oh, okay. I was selling real estate when I oh, came really? out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I, uh, it was, it's fun. I mean, in Michigan, I sold, when I was selling real estate in Michigan, I did that for about four or five years before I moved out here. And I sold a lot of houses in Michigan that yeah. were under $80,000 for a list price. Yeah. Um, so when we came out here, it was significantly different. Um, but I, I did that for a while when I was here and then I have a, uh, my background is really in marketing and sales. Okay. Um, and so after a while I decided this is, well, you know, real estate is all nights and weekends and yep. at some point when you've got kids, you start thinking, okay, I like the flexibility, but it would be nice to have a weekend back. 
Right. Um, so I went back to work with for my alma mater, which is Eastern University down in St. David's Wayne area down there. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, so I was doing um, sales with their degree completion programs. Oh, okay. Um, and then uh, after I finished my master's degree, um, I got a call from somebody that I knew that said that a retirement community up in Lansdale was looking for um, a, well, a chief marketing officer, which at that point... I I didn't think I'd ever been to Lansdale, and I yeah. had never and I had never set foot in a retirement community, um, so I had no idea what any of that was like. But I drove up to interview. It was the middle of a snowstorm. Um, <laughs> I felt very intrepid that I made it to the interview. But you know, in Michigan, you're kind of used to snow, so it's not right. a big deal to drive. Um, yeah, so you I were probably up. well more equipped than most of the people in Lansdale driving in that snowstorm. <laughs> I grew, I lived in Lans the Lansdale area actually, not to interrupt you, but from 2006 until 2015. So, um, I grew up in Philadelphia, moved to North Wales okay. uh, when I got married, and then we lived there, and then we moved. We stayed in the same township, uh, Upper Gwynedd Township, um, yep. and we switched from North Wales to Lansdale. We lived there for. Yeah, all, all combined almost 10 years, my wife and I, and then our two children. And then from Lansdale is when we we had a brief hi- a brief holdover in East Narton while we prepared to buy this house. We lived there for about, um, how many months? It was like not even a year and a half. We lived in East Narton as we were kind of, you know, we did the take one st- or step back to get two steps forward. So we downsized temporarily so we could prepare to buy our house uh, ultimately in Royersford. So anyway, uh, which uh, retirement community are you at liberty to say? <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, so it's uh, Living Branches is like the parent okay. name of it. So it's Doc Woods. Oh, Doc Woods. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. where it is. Yep. That's yep. really and cool. Then, and then Satterton Mennonite Homes in Satterton is another okay. one of our communities. And then the Willows of Living Branches is our third community. And that is in Hatfield, um, on well, Hatfield address. It's on 309. And the way I describe it to everyone is I say it's kitty corner across from the new Wawa. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and, there you go. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, I know exactly where that is. I know exactly where oh. that is. It's like next to the, is it, is it next to the, the, the retail store that sells like the garden, uh, statues you, and stuff like that is that what you're talking about so um, union is it like near union yeah. Park or whatever that's called? um retail store is a very know. generous yeah i know i was i was like i don't know what, what to call it it's basically like a shack with a with barn. giant statues in front of it yeah yes. that's <laughs> exactly, exactly where it is, it is. my yeah. wife's uh, family lives in easton my my brother lives in southerton so we're going up oh, three, okay. three or nine and that area all the time even though we've since moved to royer sword so very familiar with those areas so that's cool to know that you're that you're uh have that common thread. Uh, so what year was it that you that you started to uh, to work at this uh, retirement community after real estate? It was 2010. So oh, okay. It's been, it's been 10 years. Wow. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Time flies. Yeah, I'm sure it does. <laughs> when you look back on it, it probably was like oh, like 2010 for me. When I say 2010, that doesn't seem that long ago. When you say it out loud, and then you actually okay. do the years, <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, especially yeah, I have a 12 year old and a nine year old now, and it's just like it's crazy to, to look back at that. Cause I still see them the way they are. I mean, and then I look back at a picture and I'm like, Oh no, that's actually, yeah, you are a lot smaller. Like I just picture you in my memories as being the same as you are. Uh-huh. Right now. <laughs> so. This year would be my 30th um, college reunion. So. Oh really? <laughs> if you want to feel old, wait until you get to that point. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I would have, uh, um, Next year is my 20th high school graduation. Okay. So that'll give you my okay. age there. Um, the, uh, 
Okay, so what was it like? I mean, obviously you had never, you'd done sales and you worked in the university setting, but now you're yeah. going completely in a different industry. I mean, there are obviously things that tie together when you're talking about sales, marketing, all that kind of stuff, like general principles, but you're dealing with, uh, I guess it, with university, oftentimes you're dealing with families as their children are starting out their life. And then you have the retirement communities and families are preparing their their elders for the, the latter stage of their life. So what uh, what are some of the things that you encountered as you entered into this new world that you were unfamiliar with? Well, in, so where I come from in Michigan, there really are no retirement communities like oh, like really? this out yeah. there. So they're so, I mean, not right in our immediate area. I mean, there's yeah. not really anything like this. Now they're building the one down in Limerick, of course, yeah. um, which is sort of like a true CCRC. But um, the... Uh, my, is, sorry, my, just just for anybody who's watching, what does CCRC oh, stand for? Sorry, you're right. I'm using, <laughs> I'm okay. using the, <laughs> the <slammer. okay. laughs> So CCRC stands for Continuing Care Retirement okay. Community. And so okay. the idea behind that is that not only do you have like independent living where you go when you don't need any help, you're fine on your own, you just want some, it's basically like a 55 plus community. Yeah. So that's there. And then there's some kind of personal care or advanced um advanced care so that you don't need skilled nursing yet, but you just need some, you need, you need, you need assistance with meals. Maybe somebody comes and gives you your medication, that type right. of thing. So that's there. And then they also have skilled nursing. Um, so that if, as you get to the point where you really cannot take care of yourself at all, yeah. you still have that ability um, to live on that same campus with all your friends and everybody that you yeah. know. So it's very convenient um, moving from one place to another is never easy, but at least right. you have a plan and you know what you're doing. Um, so where I live in Michigan, there really aren't any communities like this. Um, so I have no idea what it was like. Um, and there are a lot of similarities in the buying or in the decision-making progress or process to colleges. Yeah. It is, it's a, it's a decision that you're going to make once. Mm-hmm. It is a high dollar value decision. Mm -hmm. It impacts the rest of your life. Um, you're going for one reason, but the the other the ancillary things are just as important. So you're moving to a, a CCRC to get care eventually, right. but you're really concerned about what's my room look like, what's the food yeah. look like, what fun things are there for me to do, what's the gym like. Um, am I going to like my friends? Am I going to meet new people? So all of those things yeah. um, are taken into consideration. So the, the thing that's the most different, at least for us, um, because Living Branches communities are faith-based communities. Yeah. They come out of the Mennonite tradition. Sure. And so our residents are just the nicest people ever. <laughs> so the biggest difference for me in moving to a retirement community was A, Everybody that I deal with now is super nice. College, <laughs> college students have a lot of angst. They're all concerned about stuff. Once you're over the age of 75 or 80, you really don't care anymore. And you just kind of yeah. like do what you want. You say what you want. It's right. awesome. I, so, say, I always say to my wife, I'm going to make a great old man because oh. all the stuff I've wanted to say <laughs> and I had to keep mama. No one will care. Like, or I, right. I can get away with it. It'll, it is fantastic. You say what you want and you do what you want. Yeah, so. and they've seen it all. Like they've gone through however many different you yep. know, similar situate they've seen everything across that so nothing probably stresses them out nearly as much as it, 
It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that happened that was really great uh, when I moved to retirement community living um, was when I was at college, when I was working in college, like I was the old lady. And when I moved to the retirement community and start, started working there, I was a young spring chicken again. So <laughs> it's that's all good. relative. Yeah, you, just, you just change the demographic and it's great. Like that's, that's what, great. you know, find yeah. a niche and you're, you're, you're the, uh, and you have the experience, but you're the youngest person there. That's always yeah. good. <laughs> it's hard to be the youngest Worked person there great. and not have the experience. That's when you're just like the, the gopher. I've had those kinds of yes. things. Yes. So. No, not a gopher. That, that's good to miss. <laughs> yeah, it's the way you describe it. My, my grandmother, actually, she's in uh, Philadelphia Protestant home. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. She's on, in Martins Mill in Philadelphia area. But it's, a, yep. it's the whole kind of thing, like, like you said. Where, and she's actually now moved through. She's going to be 99 next month, hopefully. Uh, Congratulations. Well. Yeah. They're, uh, she just found out that she kind of has to stay at her room right now because yep. of everything that's going on. Um, she, she's had a several falls and different things going on in her yeah. as she gets older and she's starting to lose her memory a little bit. But uh, she's still, I talked to her on the phone a couple of days ago and she's still spry and like sharp with it. So, um, you know, we're praying for her, obviously. But uh, actually, I, I tend to, sorry, I tend to uh, hog parts of the conversation just because I'm trying to make connections between the two of us because I think that helps. Um, and it's a selfish endeavor on my part because I get to know people that I don't normally get a chance to. So, Well, <laughs> uh, a, a conversation has to have two parts. That's right. That's so. what, I, I try to explain that to people. I got, I was like the two, the two like critical feedback I've, things I've gotten from Discover Springford, which has not been many. I've, it's been overwhelmingly positive, thankfully. Uh, it's pretty innocuous show. I don't think I, I'm not ruffling yeah. any feathers, but, uh, they said that I talk too much. And I'm like, well, I'm having a conversation. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, exactly it's, right. it's the first time I've met these people. I got to tell them the same story that I told the other people. Sorry. It's just the kind right. of it is. So, what I was going to say is um, before I started working uh, where I work now at Sight and Sound, uh, and I was doing a lot of just as an actor, gig after gig after gig, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that I did was I worked for a company called Philly Senior Stage. And they perform specifically in retirement communities. And we do... Really? Yeah, we did two-person... It was a guy and a girl. And we would do two-person uh, versions of Broadway shows. So they would do like uh, like an abbreviated version. Like they would sing most of the songs. They would kind of narrate the story and then do some scenes from it. And we would do quick costume changes behind like a little uh, room divider and stuff like that. Like it was, So I did... Uh, we did Guys and Dolls, but... Okay. For legal reasons, it was called Luck Be a Lady because they didn't, I don't think they <laughs> technically had the rights to do guys and dolls. Um, and probably couldn't use the term Luck Be a Lady either. But uh, we performed <laughs> in like Shenandoah and we performed yeah. at Brandywine and we performed all, uh, all over PA, New Jersey, and Delaware. So I don't know if I was at any of those but, or any of the three that you were at. But um, probably yeah, not. In the area, Ambler. And yeah, I would imagine the Mennonites probably weren't doing too much Broadway entertainment. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> Well, at Doc Woods, the opera comes in like once a Oh, does it? So, yeah. Oh, Amici, there you go. Amici Opera comes in and, and performs. So. It, was, it was a great uh, experience for me because, one, I think I, I get along really well with... Uh, I love talking to, to seniors mm-hmm. because of just I just like to hear stories. I'm that kind of person, which is why I started the show. So <laughs> uh, I just love to hear the stories and the history of things and to talk to folks. So I would go and I would sing and I would do my thing. And, um, and the people were so appreciative. They just loved any form of entertainment that was brought there. It was like the best audience I've ever had. It was like, yeah. I would come yeah. home and say, man, it's really good for your ego to go here because they just, 
they just think everything you do is like the greatest thing, you know, it's, it's just so amazing. So anyway, sorry, that's enough about me. Go ahead. Well, no, it's actually, it's funny that you would say that because, um, I have a new, uh, salesperson on my team and the person who is training her is somebody who is retiring. And so she was our, our previous sales counselor and she is just that same kind of person who is as nice and kind and wonderful a person as you could hope to find. So my new salesperson is probably in her mid thirties and uh, she's been with us for a week now. And so um, I was talking to her about how it's going and she's like, well, she said, it's great. Except I don't know about Charlene, my sales counselor who's leaving. She says, "Um, I don't, she says, you guys, she's so nice. She keeps telling me how how wonderful I am and what a great job (laughs) I have. Every time I send an email, she comes back to me and says, oh, that was beautifully written. You did such a nice job. I was like, well, that's pretty much our audience. (laughs) That's really funny. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's good. It wasn't just my experience. It was everybody's. That's good. It is. Yeah, they're nice. So they, they, um, they, they, and they are endlessly funny. So you talk about stories and, and just the interesting things that you've done, um, I was talking to somebody at um, Doc Woods not too long ago who he has, he is a pen pal and he has been writing the same family in France since he was there in World War II. Whoa. (laughs) Think about that. That's incredible. So like the different generations or are they still alive? Oh, wow. Different generations. And so when he first started doing it, he didn't speak French. And so he had to... Um, find somebody who could translate the letters because they were all in French. Yeah. But now he's taught himself to use Google Translate. Oh my God. So here, you know, he's, I don't know, 94, 95, 96 years old, and he's still faithfully sending letters back to these people. They email now. Yeah. But he's sending emails and then he puts it in Google Translate so he can read it. Um, oh my and, gosh. You know, this is somebody, if you're 94, you, it's probably not inconceivable, especially if you grew up in this area, which like Lansdale and all that yeah. was a little bit more rural at the time. It's not inconceivable. You went somewhere in like a wagon pulled by a horse to pick right. something up. And now here you are figuring out how to run, sending email and yeah. using Google Translate. Yeah. yeah that's what I, was, I think about like my grandmother. She was born in 1921. And okay. the things that she had seen, I mean, she's 99, the, the technological advances that she has seen in her life and the people oh. of that generation, like we will never be able to understand going from, you know, typewriter. Yeah. Not everybody has a car, you know, like that era, the great depression. And then let alone TV, black and white TV, color TV. And now we're talking about streaming everything. And, and the fact that we get to do this, you know, yeah. like I'm, I'm literally yes. using a website to have a conversation with somebody and not only that, but record it. And it's recording the video and the audio and yeah. it's in real time. You know, it's just unbelievable. And we, you know, the I'm, changes, the changes that they've seen in their lives are, right. are just phenomenal. Yeah. And, and it's to great to, to hear them. Yeah. That's what I was say. It's great to hear their perspective on it. Cause it's like, it's such a, like you had said, it's like, they kind of, they've seen it all, you know, like they're just kind of like, Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel like nowadays, like kids are like, what? this phone doesn't have a touch screen. What is yeah, they're like, what? <laughs> I don't understand, literally, literally. And I'm becoming that person that's like, well, back in my day, like we had VHS, you know, <laughs> or whatever, like they, those don't exist anymore. So yeah. That's I, I have reached the stage of existence where I can barely turn on my television. 
So oh it, it runs through the PS4 or whatever, and it's like everything that they can do to remember <laughs> how to turn it on. So Yeah, like you think it would get a lot easier, but it actually gets more comp- complicated, which is funny. Unless you have like the Alexa, turn on the TV or whatever. <laughs> I know. We're getting there, though. It's crazy. I'm tempted. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish we could change Alexa to uh, the term big brother and then just say, I saw a funny meme that was like, everybody in the eighties was concerned about big brother. Now we're like, big brother, how do you make spaghetti? <laughs> it's funny. It's a hundred percent true. <laughs> yeah. um, so transitioning, sorry, that was a long pause. That's um, good. <laughs> transitioning. At what point did you decide to, um, to start to think about getting involved in the borough uh, and obviously you lived here. Um, but when was it? Cause I, that's something that I always find really interesting is people who go from just being citizens of an area and then saying like, I want to be a part of the, the movement or I want to be somebody who is contributing, not just mm-hmm. receiving, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. if you could talk us through that thought process and the time frame of that from where you were, obviously starting this new career, obviously it was a few years after, but um, you can share a little bit. So I actually owe, I think almost all of this to my oldest son, Jake. Um, he was in 10th grade at Springford and in his honors government class, they had a requirement that you had to go and sit in on some type of municipal meeting. And he was not terribly excited about that <laughs> assignment. <laughs> As you can imagine. Um, and so I'm like, look, so I went on the web, I know I went on the website, I think, or I think I went online and looked up to see where the meetings were and when they had them and all this stuff. And literally it's one block from our house because yeah. so, we're down on second Avenue. So okay. I was like, I'm like, wait a minute, it's right there. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, we're going to go to this meeting. So we went to this meeting and this would have been probably in 2012, 2013. Um, and so we went, is that right? Can that be right? That seems so long ago. <laughs> I don't know. So, but we went in and um, the, the, borough, the borough meeting hall at that time, it was straight out of maybe the early 80s. Oh, no. So it's, um, everything was paneled still. Um, there was paneling on all the walls, um, yeah. some very old looking chairs, some strange looking carpet. And so we go and sit down and there's probably, you know, three other people in the audience and then there's the borough council. And as I'm sitting here waiting for this meeting to start, I have to confess, it was the first municipal meeting that I had ever been to. So I had no idea what to expect. Right. Um, and it was over in probably 15 minutes. <laughs> they did not really seem to talk about anything as far as I could tell. Nobody asked any questions. And I kid you not, I, I, they were all over 70, which, hey, you know that I love my seniors, yeah, right. <laughs> but they were all over 70. And one person, I think, I swear, fell asleep during the meeting, like one of the people on council. And so I kind of walked away from that <laughs> meeting thinking, wow, that's not really a high bar. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think. I think that I could, anybody could do that. That's very interesting. Wonder what you have to do to get involved, like that kind of a thing. Um, And so later then, um, 
So after that next election, they had um, some more Democrats who were coming on the um, on the council, and they had a couple of people who were who had moved out of the borough between okay. the after the election, but before they took office, because okay. they had lived in, in apartments and had lost their leases or whatever and yeah. had to move. So they put an advertisement in the paper to basically say, "Is anybody interested in being on borough council? If so, submit your resume." So I said, "Well." what do I have to lose? I could try it. Yeah. So plus I would be a, a female person on council. Cause at the time everybody on council was male. Okay. So I thought I'm going to do it. So I filled out an application. I filled out basically I sent in my resume and um, I got called in uh, to interview and it was with uh, Anil Dom and okay. Tom and Tom Weichel. Um, and basically we had a great conversation and they were sharing a little bit about their vision for the borough and what they were hoping would happen in the next couple of years. Um, and I think that from their perspective, I, because of my like sales background and marketing background and communications background, they saw that that was something that could be valuable um, as we're trying to explain and, and get, people's ex- get people in the borough excited about what the vision is for the future. I think that right. they saw that that was something that could add value to what was being offered by the people on borough. So they offered it to me and I was like, yeah, heck yeah, I'll do it. So, and it's been really interesting. So I've yeah. enjoyed it a lot. So initially your entrance on borough council, did you not have to run for like election or like, <laughs> so was, yeah, like that's, yeah, that's okay. interesting. Listen, I just want to say I paid for that. Yeah. <laughs> Not, not like hush hush money, but yeah. like, oh, I didn't have to run the first time, but boy, did I have to run after that. Yeah. So, what year you, did you did you start on Borough Council? Sorry. You know what? I think so. I think it was twenty sixteen. So, but yeah. I have to check that to make sure. So we'll, let's, we'll do the math and see if okay, it ends no, up. So you were saying like, so people had run, and then those yes. people had to be replaced. Yes. Un- okay, unexpectedly yes. or whatever. Okay. Yeah. That's that exactly sense. right. Yeah. So when you get appointed to um, a council position, and that was, that's been one of the most interesting things that I've learned throughout all of this, is that the rules for boroughs would may be different than the rules for townships. Yeah. So they've got different different regulations. So this all of this only applies to boroughs. Yeah. But <laughs> but um, from a borough pers- perspective, if you are appointed, then you have to run immediately for the next election. So I had to, so I was appointed in Jan, the end of January, and then I had to run for that fall election. And so when I made that fall election, I think basically I got appointed to the remainder of a term kind of thing. So then I had to run the next year again. Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. And then I got appointed to the, got elected to the two year term then. So then I had to run again after two years. So last year I finally got elected to a four year term. So now I don't have to run for at least a little while again, oh <laughs> which my is goodness. great. So you, you're an old pro when it comes to running, running for office. Well, <laughs> getting the, the, the word out and everything. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And actually it's really fun. I mean, I gotta yeah. be honest. So I like it. Um, that's good. And we just do a lot of door knocking. We go around and we talk to people. Um, and talk to them about, you know, what are the, most people will actually open the door, which I guess is a little bit surprising, but they really will. Um, and so we have a, we just go around and talk to them and see what their concerns are and, and, uh, let them know what we're trying to do the borough. And, and frankly, most everyone we talk to is really nice. So I enjoy it. It's It's been been incredible being, you know, a transplant 
and then coming here in 2017, not knowing a soul. And, uh-huh. you know, I, I literally, like we settled on our house May 8th, 2017. Uh-huh. I started a page called Discover Springford in July. And then I got a table at the community day. Uh-huh. And then the next day was the first episode of Discover Springford. So in less than, <laughs> in less than four months, I was now like this guy who was trying to get part of the town and everything. And that was kind of what I wanted. I had the idea even before we moved because I was like, wherever we end up, like I want to dive in, you know, I don't want to be just like this yep. like, outsider and stuff. And I, I'm not as involved, even though I do this stuff, I'm not as involved as I would love to be just because of being a performer and the schedule of that. Yep. I can't go to borough council meetings. I can't go to mixers and things that I personally would love to be able to do. Uh, maybe when I decide to hang up my, my, uh, I don't dance, but my dancing, <laughs> then I'll, uh, I'll be able to settle down and get a little bit more plugged in into the actual nitty gritty of, of what things are happening. But as much as I can do to highlight what's happening, that's, that's kind of where I've found my niche. Well, and I think that's one of the really, for me, the nicest things about Royersford is that it is a great size from the perspective of, you know, it's large enough that you do have a variety of people here. Like the town that I grew up in had 800 people. Oh wow! Um, so there were 76 people in my graduating class. So like that's, <laughs> you yeah. know, everybody, you know, everything about them. There's not much new to discover. Yeah. Right. But here it's big enough that there are new people to meet, but it's small enough that if you do want to get involved, you really can make a difference. Sure. Um, and you can get to know the the people that you need to know in town in order to understand what's happening. And that I think is just a really unique feature of Royersford and the, and it, and it being like just the right size. Yeah, I agree. And that's, that's everybody I've met, you know, with between you, uh, Joe Moskal, Matt Stamen, Anil, you know, Jenna, obviously Amy, like just everybody I've met and I've, I'm forgetting people. I apologize, but you're the, the ones that I've actually had conversations with perhaps maybe even not you until now but um <laughs> i feel like i know you guys in more than maybe i actually do just because i'm like watching from the sidelines like hey yeah. dude you know we're all in this together kind of yeah. thing you know yeah. and i get my basketball and we do our high school musical dance <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like that's really cool so the fact that you had to run several times and you're you're getting out there and your people are learning your face and learning what you're all about um what is the, what is your, do you have a specific uh, role on borough council in terms of what committees you're on and things like that? I have a official role and an unofficial role. Okay. Um, so my official roles, um, I am on the personnel committee and also on the finance committee. And um, I was uh, on the parking study committee that we finished up not too, too long ago. Uh, which was very fun. Everyone yeah. loves to talk about parking. That's right. Um, so I was on the especially park- on Facebook. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I spent. <laughs> we spent a lot of more mornings uh, counting the number of empty spots in all of the lots on town right? to understand what the actual parking needs were. So yeah. that was, you know, the glamorous life of politics. <laughs> we, we were doing it in January. <laughs> it's freezing. You're just together. walking the street. <laughs> walking the street, counting par- empty parking spots. So. And frankly, there were always empty parking spots, even in the big lot. Um, But uh, so those are my official, um, my official roles really on council. And I'm, um, wait, I'm president pro 
Tem, I think. So if uh, Anil and Matt get run over by the bus, I'm the person who has to run the next meeting. So oh, I see. that's my other role. <laughs> um, so you're <laughs> so like I, the secretary of state, essentially. No. <laughs> I'm like, like, Anil, Matt, be careful. That's Do not right. get hit by a bus. <laughs> but my, uh, my unofficial role on council is that I am the person who always is asking questions. So I just like, I'm nosy and I want to know stuff. And so whenever anybody is presenting or we have borough business to talk about or anything like that, I'm always the one who's like, okay, wait, I've got questions and here are the things that I want to know. (laughs) And sometimes, sometimes people, if like, and we don't have a lot of people who are, you know, who attend borough council meetings public, but we do have some. And so people will come up to me afterwards and and say, oh, those were good questions. <laughs> so I feel like, all right, I'm doing my job. I'm asking questions. Yeah, because I'm sure that, you know, there's people out there that either don't have the confidence to ask, don't know how to articulate what they're thinking. And then if you ask a question and it hits home with them, they're like, oh, good, I get the answer that I want. And I don't have to be the one that is like holding things up or whatever, <laughs> you know, like that, that, yeah. that is a necessary thing. I'm, I'm very inquisitive myself. And um, my wife often makes fun of me because i I would watch movies while watching the movie. I'd be on Wikipedia reading about the production history of the movie because I need to know, like I absolutely need to know <laughs> that the role was originally offered to Tom Cruise, but then it went to Robert. You know, I need to know all that stuff. <laughs> Even though it's completely, Listen, I need I, the information yes. to make the right decision. So Absolutely. <laughs> and then you feel like you know a little bit more and you're like an insider when you have all that right. information. So you absolutely want to know that. That's funny because I'm the kind of person that like I need to know. I want to know the why and the how, not just the what. And yeah. um, so like if someone, I'm, I'm the worst, like I'm, I don't know how to say this the, the right way, but if you want somebody to come in and shake things up, I'm your guy. Okay. But I'm, I'm not the guy that if you're, you want just to come in and transition smoothly, I'm not that guy because I am the guy that I ask, why do we do this? And if no one can articulate a reason why it's done that way, then we're changing uh-huh. how it's done. Like I'm that guy. Like I always say, like if if the answer is because it's always been done that way, then that means that it's time to change the way it's done. Uh, yes. Originally, it probably there was a reason, but no one's left that can articulate that reason. So now we need to reevaluate. <laughs> you know, that's that's the way I handle things. So I'm a I'm a guy. I'm a good starter. I'm a good like guy who like whatever stirs the pot. But if you want somebody that's going to be the you know the level the level-headed, like, just go with the flow kind of guy. That's not who I am, which is why I do a one-man operation because depending on the situation, I don't play well with others. <laughs> not, well. Because, not because I, I am antagonistic or confrontational, but just because usually when I hand something off to somebody else, they drop the ball, and I just don't trust them to do it the way I want it to. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, there's a word yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm working on it. <laughs> well, and you've got to have those types of people, right? Yeah. Otherwise, nothing ever gets done and it right. all stays the same. So we all have a role to play. That's, That's how right. Like right. So I appreciate your, your diligence in asking questions so that everybody gets to the, the same solution. Because uh, when you talk about that stuff, it gets everybody on the same page, I think. Well, and I do, I still vividly remember like that first time I was sitting in the, in the audience in there and thinking, what is going on here? I, <laughs> what are they doing? I wish I knew more. And right. it's, you don't want to, it's a public meeting. It's like right. government. You don't think you should ask any questions. So I still um, kind of have yeah. that feeling. So I think, all right, I'm going to ask questions because probably people are interested and just uh, don't want to 
don't want to raise their hand. So. Yeah, and they don't, the public probably doesn't know if it's official business or not. If you're the, on the council and you're bringing it up, whereas they are, they're like, oh, I'm limited to two minutes or whatever the, the bylaws say. Like, yeah, there's like, yeah. yeah, three minutes. And then it has, you know, I don't know if they have to be written in, in advance or anything like that. I know some, some organizations are like, I know with like homeownership associations, they have rules and stuff about you got to submit the questions ahead of time. But, you know, I don't know how borough council necessarily. We don't do that. that. Yeah, that's good. You ask what you want. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> got three minutes. Spit it out. Have, I'm sure you have people that ask that kind of have their hobby horse that, that come or I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but there's, you don't have to mention people, but th- sometimes I would think that you get, I don't know if you watch parks and recreation. That's what, kind of where I'm oh. going when they have those forums and stuff. Does it, does it mirror that at all sometimes? It's or? not nearly that. Uh, okay. Well, obviously, yeah, that's a com- comedy. So, <laughs> But I was like, these people seem so realistic in this show that this must have actually happened in some government somewhere, and that's where they're drawing the inspiration I'm, from. I am sure. <laughs> most, most everybody who comes to council, honestly, is really respectful and understands that, you know, we're just, we, we're just, we're not, we're not politicians. We're not, right. you know, crazy career politicians. We're just people who are basically volunteering our time at night right. um, to try and get stuff done. And so they tend to, for the most part, they tend to be pretty nice and, and understanding of what we can and cannot do. So right. we spend um, a fair amount of time talking, Joel, Joe Moskal, yeah. he um, is on, he ends up with all of the handicapped parking spot requests. So. Okay. <laughs> on the emergency management right yeah (laughs) Yeah, oh you're the parking spot guy right (laughs) so he uh he gets to he gets a lot of those types of requests and then people we honestly we get we talk a lot about parking like that's a hot button item for people yeah Um, everyone of course always wants to know why can't we park on main street after you know why isn't there overnight parking on main street yeah right um and of course all the businesses say don't you dare put overnight parking on main yeah. street then there won't be any place to park so right. those are the kind of things that we deal with a lot um we've been doing more lately with of course we have development and things actually happening in town so that's yeah. been exciting to see some of the new ideas and plans that are coming forth and then of course the other stuff that we're working on is the linear park um, along the, the riverfront and okay. uh, connecting that hopefully to the Schuylkill River Trail over on the Chester County side. So that oh, wow. will be wonderful. Um, and we're now, getting that, closer to getting that to happen. Is that um, on the side, uh, I guess the south side? Or are you talking about uh, the, the development that's going to be happening um, with like Lewis Environmental and things like that? So we're developing, we're, so, you know, if you're down by the river right now on the side where all the buildings actually and houses actually are. Yeah. Um, so there's the, that walking path down yeah. there, right? So the, the kayak dock correct. is and stuff. Yeah, That's exactly right. So we're basically have plans to expend, extend that walking path, um, the whole distance of the borough on the riverfront. Uh-huh. So. I mean, not that that's a huge distance, yeah, right. <laughs> but it will go from one side of Royersford to the other. So that, so when they, um, the plans as we're as we're seeing them now coming from the developer, mm-hmm. are showing that when they do, de- they look to develop the other side of the riverfront, that mm-hmm. that also will have a path, and then the path will connect to the old abandoned trestle. Oh yeah, goes over the river. And then once that happens, you can go over to the trail over there, the Schuylkill River Trail, basically, um, and take that um, all the way that it goes. And you yeah. can ride that. I mean, that thing goes to Phoenixville right now. Yeah. And 
and down into Valley Forge, and then you can pick up down there and, and bike into the city. Um, so, so if cool. you really, I mean, I know, isn't it great? It's funny I is just, that this, this whole thing of us, you know, social distancing and whatnot, I've done more walking uh, within safe distance, obviously, uh, of course. you know, and I'm not a runner because I have a torn meniscus. So that's a whole oh. other thing. So I'm not running and having to, you know, keep even further distance. I forget what the rules are like 30 feet or something, but, um, I think I saw 15. Yeah. 15 feet. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't have a runner's body. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, we walked, we, my kids took our bikes. We walked all the way down and they went, they just kept going and they got in trouble because they were well out of our sight for a very long time. Uh, but they ended up in, um, or we got to East Coventry or East Pikeland, whatever it is that's yeah. down towards Phoenixville. Yeah. We were all the way down there. And then another day we went all the way up to Pentonhurst. So <clears throat> it's crazy. Like I hadn't ever, I had no idea that it went as far as it did. Um, and I'm, it's kind of, you know, the silver lining of everything that's going on right now is that it's caused me to explore and, and do things that I didn't have time to do otherwise. So that's been kind of cool. Uh, but that's really exciting to know that that, and, and Mark uh, Schumacher is mm-hmm. actually, I'm interviewing him tomorrow. Uh, oh, cool. So we'll be talking a little bit about Save the Trestle and stuff because he was on the steering committee for that. Yeah. Um, and he's involved uh, in a couple of biz- uh, I mean, sorry, in uh, Birdie's Kitchen, which is the new place in Spring City. So we'll be talking yep. about that as well. So, um, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, that's why I wanted to kind of get some of this various information out to the people in a different format um, because I think it, it's helpful for people to be able to listen, you know, while they're driving or whatever. And the podcast is, is a good format for that as opposed to not, they might not see the post on Facebook or they might not, you know, go onto the websites and see what's going on. Um, so that's really exciting. So obviously there's a lot going on in terms of, we talked to Brad Sinrod in the last episode uh, in terms of the main street revitalization efforts yeah, uh, and then the, the waterfront stuff. And, and are those, I would say that are those the two big focuses of borough council at this point is, is that continued revitalization? Yeah. Continue, I would say, I would agree with yeah. that, that continued revitalization really is our focus. Um, and it, it, I think part of the reason that's why this shutdown for coronavirus and is so disappointing yeah. is it really feels like we were, um, on the cusp of some actual momentum. Yeah. Um, you know, this type of thing, you work a little, you work a little bit more, you get another approval, this happens, this has some happens, and it's baby steps. And then all of a sudden, you hit that point where the snowball is rolling down the hill by itself, and, right. you, and things are actually happening. And so it really did feel like we were just at that point. Um, and now here we are, everybody's, everybody's in their houses yeah. <laughs> quarantining, which of course we have to do, right. um, but hopefully it won't be too, too long. Um, and we can kind of get back to work. So yeah. there, I mean, there, there are some fun things that, that we're planning, um, and the other local businesses in town are planning and we're super excited about that. So, yeah, super. I'm, I'm really excited just to be able to be able to, we've walked up and down, I live uh, on Pine Street, so but we walk up to Main Street almost every night just because we're like, what else are we going to do? So we, we, <laughs> my kids get the bikes, and we, my wife and I, we go for walks, and you know, it's like either right before dinner or after dinner, we'll go for a walk depending on the yep. weather and that kind of thing. And it's just, I'm like, ah, like right now, like this stuff is like all just about to happen. And it's one of the reasons yes. why we moved here because we wanted to be somewhere that hadn't quite exploded, but yep. we could we could be a part of it when it did, you know. And that's that's why I'm super excited why I wanted to start the show was to just kind of be able to show off how great this place is and, and how it's continuing to grow. Um, so I just want to thank you for, 
being that question asker and, uh, <laughs> and, and doing the things that you're doing and volunteering your time because it's not an easy thing, especially when it's all that, it's a lot of applications and paperwork and stuff that's not glamorous. Um, yeah, talk counting sure. parking yeah. spaces, like you said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and a lot of people want to talk about uh, change, but they don't actually want to put in, the, they don't want to sacrifice the man hours and the time uh, and the blood, sweat and tears to make well, change. So I, I just want to say thank you for, for offering to do that. Well, we're, I'm, you know, I'm totally excited to do it. And I think that's one of the things that really makes Broyersford special is that there are a lot of people who are willing to yeah. do it, to put the work in. We, um, as personnel committee, one of the things that's my responsibility to do as the chair of that is that when we have a vacancy on one of our committees, we have to go out and find somebody who's willing to fill that vacancy. And in the beginning, we would be, you know, twisting people's arms and, and, <laughs> and out there saying, oh my gosh, all right, does anybody know anybody who could we possibly get to fill this role? And now we put a post on Facebook and we'll have, you know, multiple people. We, we have to interview and wow. figure out who's going to be best for this because we have so many people that are interested in helping. That's and incredible. It, that type of community yeah. spirit, I think, is fantastic. Um, Parks and Rec, like they are working so hard. Um, that's another thing that's so disappointing is that yeah. they had so many great things lined up for Victory Park and, and they've been working really hard to, to get that going. Um, Parks on Tap? No, Trails on Tap. I'm going to say it wrong. I Whatever. Think it, yeah, I think Trails on <laughs> Tap sounds right. I didn't get to go, yeah. but I, I, uh, I think they that's were, right. <laughs> they were coming, they were starting out their season at our riverfront. Uh-huh. And basically we were the they were going to do us and I think maybe like Valley Forge or something like that. And that was it this summer oh, wow. um, because we had such a strong turnout last summer, even though it was a hundred degrees. Yeah, it was so uh, hot. I remember being like, I can't believe this is the weekend. It's so yeah. nobody wants to be outside. right no, now. But we had such good turnout yeah. um, that they, that they wanted to come back and, and they were giving us two weeks this summer. Oh, so wow. people are interested. People are engaged. Um, the, uh, the riverfront people were bringing down canoes and um, kayaks and teaching people how to kayak and how to get involved on the river. We did that for the first time last year and it is awesome. I had never been kayaking before oh, that's and so cool. for Christmas we bought kayaks and it is <laughs> great. I, well, awesome. no wait, it must not have been Christmas, but whatever we have yeah. kayaks. It is wonderful. So that's exciting. Um, I might have to, look into investing in some kayaks for the uh, they're not that expensive it's right there yeah it's right there we saw a bald eagle when we were on the river <laughs> oh my gosh yeah <laughs> well that's what i said my wife said she's like they should have like a, the ability to rent kayaks right here because it's like the docks right there i don't know yes. obviously the logistics of doing that kind of thing but well you know joe moscow has has a million jobs and a million businesses and we right. keep telling him that's the next one that he needs to he do needs to open kayak up kayak rental. Business, kayak <laughs> Well, if I never go back to working as an actor, because right now I'm not, so uh, maybe I'll start that business. <laughs> I already got the audience. I got the Scarborough Springboard audience. I think I could get That's some right. people to come. So it, I don't well, know anything I, about kayaking or renting them, but I could read it up on it. I listen, think. if I can figure out how to kayak, anybody can figure out how to kayak. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> That's great. Well, Alex, thank you so much. This has been a blast. And um, I appreciate you sharing your story for everybody to know and get to know the people that are behind the scenes doing the work uh, of making Royers Ford what it can be in the Springford area as a whole. Um, so if there's uh, any websites or any information that you want to direct people to, uh, now would be the time to do it. Uh, if they want to know more information about the borough or about the company that you work for. 
So if they want to know more about, if, so I will say for a quick retirement living pitch that people do have a lot of questions. Um, and so if you have questions about just where do I even start or what do I need to do, um, our website is livingbranches.org and we're real low key. We don't, we're, we don't get commissions. So we're there to, <laughs> we're there to educate people, right. not to try to sell them a product. So people can always email us through that and we're happy to help. Um, for the borough, the best places for borough information, um, the borough has a website, of course, of course, if you just look up Royers for Borough, we're on there. And then also our Facebook page, um, the Royers for Borough Facebook page. Um, Anil, uh, especially, is really good about keeping that thing. Anil and Matt keep it up to date. Right. Um, and they're always posting different events and making sure everybody's aware of what's going on in town. And then, of course, you also have to follow Mayor, Mayor Jenna. Of um, course, yes really, really, really good um, at, at letting people know what's happening in town, how they can get involved, um, where their voice needs to be heard and what they can do to make a difference. So she's the that's other right. one that's really important to follow. Yep. Definitely. Entertaining as well. And yeah. She oh, absolutely. Kids, so. and she's, that's exactly right. If you're tired of bad news, right. <laughs> go visit Jenna's pages, Facebook and Instagram, because she's got adorable pictures of her kids and it will make you feel better. <laughs> that's right. And we've seen each other across the street as we've been walking a couple of times, <laughs> keeping that we stay on opposite sides of the road and we wave. But that's right. You <laughs> just wave. We, actually, we live around the corner from each other. So uh, <laughs> we see each other quite a lot, actually. But um, well, Alex, thank you so much. I hope you have a great night and I'll, I'll be praying that you stay safe, obviously, um, in the line of work you do. Uh, it's really Thanks. important and you guys are on the front lines essentially. So we'll be praying for yeah. you and thank you. Uh, and again, thank you for what you do in Royersford because it, it, we all benefit from it as Royersford Borough residents. So thank you. Oh. And thank you all for uh, tuning into My this pleasure. episode. Thank you. Sorry, there was a little delay there. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> you froze up for a second and I started talking and then it caught up. Um, so, but anyway, thank you all for watching and li or listening on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Come back next time. But until then, Get online and discover what makes the Springford area a great place to live, work, eat, and explore.